Welcome to the Gaming's Greatest Generation podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and all things video games with your hosts the OG Leo Holly, the overachiever Mark Lombardi, and Mr. Contradiction himself Matt Harms. Stay tuned for ways to connect with the G3 community, contribute to the show, or tell us about your greatest gaming experiences. Now, let's get to the show. Greetings gamers and welcome back for another episode of the G3 Podcast. Here starting off in, uh, you know, what we're affectionately calling season two. It's, it's you know, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's just, it's just our second year. It's just our second year. Uh, you're here joining us for episode 55. That is five, five. Uh, on, what is today, Mark? It is August 12, 2022. Yours truly known as Ice and All Things Gaming and Social Media, joined by none other than the one, the only, the infamous, the multi-million kill, Snipe90. What's going on, brother? <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but, well, maybe. Maybe. I might be up there <laughs> for, <that>? yeah. <laughs> Depends on, the, you know, multiple games, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's 50 to win and you've got yeah. like 30 on the KDs, you're good, right? Um, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Just average. So just, uh, <laughs> just a little housekeeping. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it because he's going to get mad if I don't. Mr. Mow Them Down could not join us because he was busy, you know, being uh, a uh, hospitable and accommodating significant other. So uh, he is off celebrating uh and that's all there is to it uh apologies that we weren't here last week uh when we wanted to be but i had some personal stuff going on uh mr snipe 90 had some personal stuff going on and mr mow them down uh insisted on not going ahead and recording by himself because you guys intimidate him so uh that's my that's my uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it well, that being said, a little housekeeping. This is the G3 Podcast. You can find us on every uh, audio streaming platform. If you can't, holla at your boy so we can go ahead and get it on there. Um, and with that, we like to uh, ensure that everybody's going ahead, like, subscribe, you know, do all the good social media stuff. Try to help us get out there so that way we can help uh, go ahead and get you some really great content to more ears. Uh, more ears means more eyes. More eyes and ears means more opportunities for us to uh, get better PR, better interview, better opportunities to to uh, go ahead and interface uh, with the gaming community. So uh, that being said, now that we got that out of the way, it was, for the most part, uh, a relatively small gaming news week. I mean, there was like one major topic, but as far as like stuff being spaced out, there's kind of one focal point um, that we're going to talk on. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and round it out with a little bit of, of other news. Um, so starting right off the bat, uh, the biggest, you know, you know what, actually, Mark, I didn't give you an opportunity, brother. Is there anything that you wanted to, to say hi about or that you're working on? Uh, not, not no projects really, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, we got a, 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 it's a slow, like you said, it was a slow week. But I feel like it's a major topic with a bunch of branches. Just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> In a sense. So of with the, that said, uh, we'll, the big two. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, we'll get right into it. What we're referring to is uh, this whole, you know, planned acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. So uh, you guys know this is kind of a thing that we've been covering for a while. 
but there's uh, some new advancements that have come out. A couple different stories, but they all kind of tie around the same thing, and that being the expansion of the Xbox brand and Game Pass as, as its big contingent there. So um, in line with all of the stuff going on with uh, the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition, uh, it's kind of interesting because it has to go through uh, quite the rigmarole, right, of a couple different legal venues to see about, is this actually an equitable deal? Is this something that's not going to create stagnation uh, and, and, and a monopoly in the gaming market uh, and the medium as a whole? Is this unfair competition when you talk about the main competitors like PlayStation, even though they kind of get pinned with that, but you know, like Microsoft and particularly uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer has already said he views the competition truly being Amazon, um, Google, you know, some of the bigger, financially bigger players in the space. Um, but so the latest iteration was the Brazilian, uh, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, the administrative council, uh, for economic defense. So basically, uh, that is one of the regions where the deal is going through vetting right now and being seen whether or not it is all those things that we just said, uh, unfair competition, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really wild and interesting some of the news that's coming out of that because unlike some other regions where a lot of these legal proceedings are kind of close hold and not really discussed publicly brazil gives zero f's right so they they go ahead and they want it to be all out there in the open very transparent so people can see what's going on uh and to you know tap into it right off the top a lot of our sources here are coming out of the verge windows central uh, gamesindustry.biz, Kotaku. Uh, yeah, that, that's our main ones that, that we're sourcing this from, right? So what came out was essentially uh, a little, uh, little, bit of, little bit of shade getting thrown uh, back and forth. So basically, PlayStation went ahead and said that uh, Xbox is actually going ahead and is 100% creating a monopoly. Reason being, they highlighted Call of Duty in particular. Uh, and they said that that franchise is so monumental that it actually goes ahead and influences uh, consumer console purchasing decisions. So they're not only saying that by Call of Duty as an IP being under Activision Blizzard, being potentially acquired by Microsoft, is not only going to hurt things like game sales within Sony and, and the PlayStation brand, but it's actually going to hurt console sales. So it hits them where it really hurts, even though I think just about everybody that's really into the industry knows that uh, these companies go ahead and they sell the consoles sometimes at a loss. And the plan is to make the money later on the back end uh, through game sales. But it's kind of interesting, nevertheless, that uh, PlayStation would go as far as to say, that if Microsoft was to acquire Activision Blizzard and again, Call of Duty, that it would go ahead and just basically cap them off at the knees, um, that they wouldn't be able to recoup not only the money in the form of game sales, but also in the form of console sales. So uh, kind of interesting that this became kind of the social media buzz for a couple of days, people saying, oh, Sony, Sony's freaking out. You know, the, the ship is on fire, it's sinking, and everyone's trying to jump off while they can. Um, some other news that came out of this one, uh, Microsoft kind of as a retort, uh, to the Sony claim went ahead and said, it's kind of interesting 
that Sony goes ahead and says such accusations about uh, Call of Duty being so big, which Microsoft said no, like, and there are a number of other players in the field um, that went ahead and pointed to competitors like Apex Legends, PUBG. Um, yes, you know, Call of Duty has uh, its storyline. Yes, it has a very uh, fan favored multiplayer. I know. You know, at least among the, the cast here on G3, we don't really do the Call of Duty multiplayer much anymore. Um, but that's not to say that they don't still have good games. Uh, but Xbox went ahead and played that down and not only did that, but in turn went ahead and said, it's kind of interesting that Sony says all this about, you know, alluding that Call of Duty will be kept from the PlayStation community because, again, Microsoft's claim is that Sony's actually paying money for blocking rights uh, to keep games from going onto competing platforms. So uh, whether or not this is, you know, a legit practice, uh, you know, corporate sabotage in a sense that's going on, or if it's just, you know, pretty legit in the sense that uh, PlayStation goes ahead and offers contracts to these developers saying, hey, we want to put your game on our stuff, but we want to legally limit it from being on other streaming platforms. You know, there's a lot of conjecture up in the air about that. And a lot of these documents have kind of been reintroduced uh, through the Epic Games versus Apple trial that that happened last year. Um, uh, the last little bit on this piece in particular uh, is this funny little piece that in addition, like icing on the cake, if you will, to uh, Xbox and Microsoft going ahead and making the assertion that Sony goes ahead and pays you know, again, quote unquote blocking rights is they went ahead and they kind of subtly offered uh, an assistive way for Sony to make their new uh, or revised PlayStation Plus service even better instead of trying to bring down Microsoft is to bring their own stuff up. And they, of course, pointed to the sore spot for a lot of gamers and that being day one first party game releases. Um you know, Sony has said time and time again, PlayStation rather said time and time again, they don't want to do that. They feel like it's going to diminish the quality of games. Um, I mean, to each their own on the interpretation of that, I feel like it's a bunch of crock. It's simply they want to make the full price for the game that they can upfront and then later uh, recap it or, or regain some of the value once they put it in the subscription service, which nothing wrong with that business plan, but I think just about anybody can see through the uh the corporate speak that that's literally what you guys want to do because we've even done it here on the show where we speculated based on potential number of subscribers that playstation plus could have uh how much money or excuse me we did it with game pass not with playstation plus but considering the playstation plus service is even more expensive than game pass uh it it reasons to believe that if they had any type of comparable subscriber numbers that they would be you know just oozing out millions of dollars uh out of the uh the the penny what the piggy banks right uh and that's just more money that they can go ahead and supplement into game dev cycles and stuff like that so uh a lot of like i said back and forth going on here mark uh looking to get your take what do, what do you think about this whole corporate straight talk and and you know side eyes going on <laughs> yeah that's the um like you like we talked about before the show but you know the big two uh titans gonna you know clapping back at each other like oh you're gonna do this so we're gonna try and salvage with by doing this so uh i don't you know 
Microsoft is doing big things, I guess you can say. Like they they know the market, they're acquiring what they need to to corner the market, which I mean, hats off to them. Um and then Sony, like you said, is sinking slowly, I feel like. Um so they're trying to do their best to recoup as much as they can. Um I like I don't have any Sony products as far as next gen. Um but I feel like the Call of Duty hit is a big one if it does come down to that. Uh like in the past we've we've personally purchased consoles for the games, like you said. Like um like the the exclusive. So like I originally got a PS4 for Destiny. So like back in the day course um i say that back in david it's been a couple years now but regardless uh you know they got their god of war but now it's all pouring to pc so like they're trying to hold on to i mean realistically what they can exclusive wise um you know and they're just trying to get their heads above water um so we talk about um blocking rights so yeah, it's pretty much head-to-head -head battle right now. Um, I don't know where we're going to go from here. I guess we'll see how further this accusation leads us. Uh, but I am curious about what is going to be, I guess, more of an exclusive. I know they're not taking everything from Sony, but like, like you said, they're trying keep as much as they can on their side so i'm curious to see exactly where the developers fall and all that so. okay yeah um i i find it kind of interesting um you know when we're talking about stacking the chips on one side versus the other kind of deal the one that like it's funny to me because i'm like okay sony as a uh, as a publisher, right? They they go ahead and they have um, a couple things going on with um, the movie deals and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of the Marvel stuff, right? Because it's kind of like, as long as they go ahead and keep pumping out movies of or related to the Spider-Man universe, they still get to go ahead and have the license to go ahead and work on Spider-Man stuff. Um, so I kind of understand on, on the flip side of that, Microsoft wanting to go ahead and have things in their ballpark that are, um, you know, the consumer will go ahead and, and visualize and go, Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, that's that's an Xbox franchise now. But at the same token, me, I could give zero cares if PlayStation, as a publisher, does what they've been doing, where they basically have been kind of sticking to, hey, a brand new game. Guess what? $70 price tag. Cool. You want to do that. Uh, and Xbox can go ahead and have Call of Duty sold over there for $70 price tag, or it can be over here on Game Pass day and date, you know, inclusive with their subscription price. I think even that's going to go ahead and put a nail in the coffin, so to speak, right? Maybe not be the end of, of PlayStation, but that's going to definitely have some folks going, okay, maybe I can't go ahead and afford that $300 uh, Xbox Series S, and I mean, shoot, I've seen the thing lately for 
like 275 refurbished oh stuff, yeah it's right? under so, under 300 yeah yeah so um, holiday time yeah, this it, year it's I'm all sure about saving money CEOs. these times yeah yeah um but you know to each their own like i said uh, playstation trying to go ahead and leverage things um like if it is blocking rights or whatnot or like we said contractual agreements to go ahead and say no we want to we want to keep some of that on our side and not have you stream it elsewhere uh, I think there's zero uh, backlash then to be said about some of the other stuff that Xbox is doing where it's beefing up the cloud infrastructure and it's game pass uh, infrastructure and library uh, something you know apologies that I forgot to put it in our show notes mark but like uh, the other announcement that came out earlier this week about Microsoft partnering with unity okay so that one was kind of uh, a left field one and I looked into it and basically it's nothing super crazy. It simply says that uh, Microsoft using the power of its Azure cloud service is going ahead and partnering with Unity so that Unity uh, and, and their devs uh, can go ahead and be able to build cloud-based games, if you will, right? Um, so I don't know if this is going to end up being something where we talk about a cradle to grave uh, game development that happens completely in the cloud, but that's that's kind of all it is right now is corporate speak saying hey we're going to build that up along those same lines uh microsoft went ahead and is uh apparently apparently this was a bug that um or at least microsoft uh, xbox execs noted it as a bug um sorry a microsoft spokesperson yeah told windows central that uh it was a bug but folks had gone ahead and seen things like elden ring that was available uh, within the Game Pass library, or at least like maybe on the mobile app, but it didn't have things like uh, a share button or something to that effect. And this basically led to the idea of, or excuse me, it had a cloud gaming button that was non-functional, that's what it was. Um, but it led to the idea of like, wait a minute, Elden Ring is not on Game Pass, right? A, is it coming to Game Pass? Or B, is it something that, hey, it's a title that I as a consumer own and this is meant to be an option for me to go ahead and stream said title uh, via cloud gaming service? Uh, I think, you know, from being one of, uh, I say one of, like I was one of like 10, but getting picked up to do some of the initial uh, Xbox Game Pass, you know, the, the cloud stuff and testing that out. I was a little remiss when I think if I recall initially uh, back in 2019 in some of the very first, you know, patches of that service, I was able to go ahead and see like all the Xbox games that I owned on there, um, whether or not I could actually stream them. I don't remember the, the service for me was super choppy where I was at the time because uh, I wasn't here in Vegas where it's like, you know, a 5G city. Um but I found it interesting that we almost like walked backwards from that where, uh, I, like I said, I was able to see a, a large consistency of my library uh, available there on the Game Pass app. And now it's like, well, yeah, it's whatever is available in Game Pass, even though Xbox has gone ahead and confirmed that you will be able eventually in the future sometime uh, to go ahead and play the games that you own uh, from the cloud and, you know, doing the, the streaming thing. Um, and then last but not least, when we're talking about Xbox kind of buffering out their, their game pass, 
options and opportunities. Apparently, insiders in Ireland and Colombia are getting to go ahead and test out this new feature called the family plan, something that has apparently, uh, I say apparently, we, we knew very well. This thing has been asked for for some time, right? And when you look at it, uh, Nintendo uh, has a, a family plan for Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Netflix, yeah, has something of a family plan. You know, a lot of your, your streaming services, you can have multiple users on there uh, for the same price, whatever the the uh, fine print is. Hey, they need to be under the same roof, whatnot. Uh, in this particular case, uh, like I said, Microsoft's testing out Xbox Game Pass family plan. Uh, and the idea being you can invite up to four people, so your account plus another four, so five total, um, to go ahead and be under this one subscription. Uh, and all you have to do is essentially be in the same country. Uh, and that's it. And, and the proposed price point, I believe, that, that's kind of leaked or been uh, rumored based on some of the insider information uh, over there in Ireland and or Colombia. we got two different regions. Uh, it's come out to, uh, yeah, the Irish version is twenty one ninety nine uh, euro per month. Uh, and so basically some of the conversion breaks it down to roughly $25 US per month, which is about a $10 increase from Game Pass Ultimate per month. So uh, Snipe 90, Mark the Man. You know, we're talking about a lot of, here we go again, some more corporate whatnot. Sony going ahead and buffering up their, uh, you know, trying trying to buffer their service by bringing down others. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to catch up to, to Game Pass, especially with some of these initiatives coming down. What do you think about this whole family plan thing? I'm sure, you know, you got some thoughts on it, the price point and, and all that. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, game streaming, your, potentially your library. Right. So I'm curious on how the share, I guess, like, will you have access to, say, say you and me go, go for the share plan, right? Now, does that account for... Yeah, screw Matt. Yeah, yeah, right? Screw him. <laughs> so that does that account for, like, is it going to be like a console, you know, like, yeah, you know, people have the console share thing, so like... You go to download that something and it's going to be on one account or we're going to have our own separate accounts it's just the billing purposes it's just one big figure you yeah so I, mean? I think the stuff that yeah i think the stuff that they put out this is like kind of specifically regarding game pass um and game pass ultimate so you're talking about um again whether it be on console pc or cloud which is already a great freaking deal right the fact that you can have uh, five people, mm -hmm. what basically yeah. means they're paying $5 a month uh, to have this kind of access. But I don't believe they've said or alluded. And again, a lot of this is just kind of uh, leaks and stuff that's been gleaned mm -hmm. from from testers in Ireland and Colombia. But I don't think this is one and the same with the console sharing or the home console setup. Yeah, sure. And then the, and then there's like the people that have like, I mean, you and me are probably, I don't know about Matt, but we have subscriptions out to, you know, whatever. Um, I'm curious if that, how that prorates to the family plan. So, like, you're going to get, like, 
know what I mean? Prorated down. Yeah, to I get to if this you, new if plan or yeah. I I imagine it screwed out of those months. Yeah, I, so I imagine that it's going to be kind of similar to what we saw. Um, if you were a previous, uh, you know, Xbox Live Gold subscriber when they introduced Game Pass, right? They had the really great deal. I think it was like a dollar for what was it? Something stupid, like three years or something. It was it was something wild, right? Um, but I want to say that it's probably going to be fairly similar as you're alluding to where they're going to look at what your existing subscription is uh, and then kind of prorate it. But, but that is mm-hmm. with the mindset that you are uh, currently a subscriber here. This mimics more right. of yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Microsoft 365 Microsoft or yeah, Office 360, whatever Windows Office, um, oh, yeah, the 365, yeah, the Office 365 model where I, I, you know, it, let's just say I'm the lead on it. I can go ahead and send you a link saying, "Hey, I've invited you to to join part of this." To my mm-hmm. understanding, you don't even have to be an existing subscriber. So how that pans out into what happens to my existing, uh, you know, subscription, right. which is like right now out to December of 2024. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that would affect it. I think that's something that, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, I'm stacked out forever. Um, maybe that's something uh, come yeah. Gamescom later this month that they can go ahead yeah, and hash yeah. out some of the details about potentially. All right. Well, aside from that, I think it's a good, a good plan, especially for the multi-console households. Um, they're definitely moving in the right direction as far as you know, the streaming services these days. Um, I, you know, take note, you know, Netflix, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny like, uh, that you mentioned that though. I, I think a... this is kind of like what we were, <laughs> I think it's kind of like what we were talking about offline where um, I had pointed out the, or at least I pointed it out, but I didn't, I didn't cite the article uh, in our offline chat about how Disney has now surpassed Netflix by way of subscriber count. Although that number may be kind of fudged and, and, you know, Matt kind of alluded to it where, you know, if you're doing Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN and other regions, right. it's got, um, there's other service. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there's like another Disney owned service over in India. Uh, when you start considering all those subscribers <laughs> rolled under, if you just consider under one umbrella, then sure, uh, they've got the bigger service. I wonder if... Mm-hmm. Um, to that same degree though, um, because that, that was kind of the, the question that comes up like, Hey, okay. Do you guys, what people have always said, what's the viability of game pass, right? How are you making enough money to, to keep what seems like the greatest deal in gaming going? Uh, and now they're going ahead and essentially, you know, if you look at it from a, from a p- completely income perspective, fifthing is i don't even think that's a word right but knocking down their their <laughs> subs to a fifth of what it was because instead of having five subscribers you're charging one albeit a higher price than what you would normally charge for a game pass ultimate subscription but you're taking four players four potential consumers off of the field um unless they're going ahead and they're using this as a marketing thing to angle it towards uh, whether it be you know game devs or publishers or maybe even other big services, I think there was something also in the news about uh, Microsoft with Azure partnering with Netflix on something. 
uh, maybe that's what they're doing is saying like, hey, for every one of those accounts, we have five subscribers. Well, we're just going to say we have five subs, right? So multiply that by however many accounts are already out there in the wild and how many are under this new service. It just makes Game Pass look like even stronger of a contender number wise, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like you said earlier, we you can pick up a Series S for under three hundred. You know, get this service for your kids, and you're good to go for forever. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you know, def- just keep definitely. It. Like you said, they're beefing yeah. up the service, so like you you have no need to buy anything really, except just you know subscription. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about it. Uh that one is a little wild to me only in the sense of like you think about what's going on so you kind of alluded to it as well when you think about what's going on kind of in the the um the other entertainment medium streaming space whether it be netflix disney plus hbo max uh discovery i mean dude there's 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 a ton of them right now right um i think some of the biggest aspects of viability for those services comes down to uh, the content that's available, <coughs> Netflix, um, and then the cost, because consumers aren't going to want to go ahead and say, hey, I seem to be getting less content, but you're going ahead and raising the price. Like, that's a no-go, which is probably why we, we've heard recently about Netflix going ahead and introducing ad-supported plan, um, because they, they have to go ahead and make up that money somehow uh, in loss subscribers so i'm wondering if when we're looking at xbox i mean 25 bucks a month most of your subscription services are probably somewhere around 10 or less i mean i know the the disney bundle is like 20 right but with that one you're getting disney plus hulu and espn plus and that's like probably the biggest one i can think of uh 25 bucks a month i i I concur with you that it's going to be a great deal especially if you're like you know, household of however many, you got a couple different consoles, you get this one subscription and everybody's covered. And it basically breaks down to, like we said, like $5 a month per subscriber. Um, but I, I wonder to myself, like, what, by comparison with other mediums in the streaming space, that is a little pricey, no? Uh, as far as streaming services, I agree. Um, But at the same time, I feel like you're getting more for this plan than a video streaming service. That makes well, it depends on the service, I guess. But like, for instance, Disney, well worth it. Uh, Well, me personally, all opinions. But I feel like they have the, the beefiest library of the streaming services next to hulu hulu's got some good stuff like i I recommend prey if you haven't watched it um just watch it the other day if you're a predator fan but um netflix is really going i hate the dog on them again but they're really going down i always see a little icon come up oh yeah upgrade your service to 4k or for you know 16.99 17.99 i'm like like i don't need you telling me you're going to charge me more money for not even anything different except a little bit of quality. Like as far as the Xbox concerned, like I feel like they have fresher content and um, a more ongoing content. Like they rarely get 
get rid of games on there lately. I feel like, like when it first came out, I feel like they revolved them a little more. I might disagree on me, but, um, but I feel like stuff stays on there a little longer these days. Um, but it's just my opinion seems like, but, um, I do feel the price point is justifiable some. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I thought about that for a minute. I know I probably made a face, but I was like, uh, do things leave the service? And then I just kind of laughed at myself because I thought of like carrion, um, which came to the service. I feel like sometime last year. Uh, and I just, yeah, it had to be because I remember hearing about people playing it back in like December, November. Uh, and I just slow rolled the hell out of playing that thing. And now it just left the service. And I was like, ah, I had it downloaded. I didn't even get to play the freaking thing. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of a, a indecision paralysis at this point. Like there's so much content available on there. Excuse me. And when you're talking about, yeah, it's not necessarily shovelware like you might find on, on some, uh, you know, video subscription or video streaming services. But these are games. These are things that are interactive. They're meant to keep your time. And, um, yeah, it just seems like, especially as we look forward to the future with Xbox first party stuff coming day and date, uh, and how much first party stuff they've got going in there. Uh, I think there was a quote from Matt Booty, uh, the head of Xbox first party, not too long ago. I can't remember what venue this was at. Uh, but he basically said like, they're, they're struggling right now because they have so many things in 2023 alone that are slated to come out that they're trying to like stack things out throughout the calendar so they don't cannibalize on each other like we saw EA do with like Titanfall and uh, the Battlefield franchise, right? Um, so yeah, it's probably, I don't know, it's probably going to be um, a good thing. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Again, presumably they're going to go ahead and make some formal announcements about this plan uh, coming around the corner uh, at Gamescom, which is going to be the last week. Yeah, pretty much the last week of, uh, of August here uh, over in Germany. And I know, you know, we kind of touched on a lot of things, Mark, with regard to uh, non-Game Pass titles or basically alluding to your gaming library coming to the cloud gaming, you know, as part of Game Pass Ultimate. Is that something you're looking forward to? Do you think that's too much of an undertaking? Like, I, I mean, I would love it, but I don't, I don't see any, any losing you know, thing there. Well, yeah, there's no, definitely no loss to the consumer um, on that aspect. I have messed with some higher tier games on there or tried to. Um, I don't know if it's the network that I'm playing on or my device or what, but uh, there has been some, some audio issues, some like glitches as far as like staggerness and, um, you know, the game, like the app freezing, stuff like that. So it's going to be, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's on the network end or Microsoft's end, but um, they definitely have to, if it is on their end, beef up that area of interest for these higher, you know, higher end games per se, like for, like for example, Elden Ring, like that takes a lot of backbone to like run that game and, you can't be playing it on a Galaxy S1, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a little much for something like that. So, uh, but 
if I can bring my non-Game Pass library on the go and have a decent time playing it handheld, sure. Why not? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I agree. I think, um, especially now, like I said, as I recall, I thought in some of the initial initial runs of uh, the the what X Cloud as as we affectionately call it, um, I went ahead and I saw some some titles on there. I can't remember. I want to say there were some three sixty titles, um, but for the life of me, I can't remember now. But Ooh, excuse me. Um, but thinking about it, yeah, I think that'd be really great. I agree wholeheartedly that um, you know they got to beef up the the infrastructure period dot right whether or not you're having uh a 10 out of 10 you know experience or a 7 out of 10 more is better so being able to put more into that infrastructure is only going to be a good thing uh and then make sure kids if you're going ahead and you're playing on the xbox cloud gaming that you're actually leaving the feedback at the end of the session because i know they have that little pop-up that asks you hey how was this etc etc uh, make sure you let them know because how else are they going to get better if you just dismiss that window uh, and you don't tell them what you thought of uh, that gaming experience. So that touched on uh, quite a bit here, um, but we'll see what happens or what, what keeps going on with this uh, Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition. But it seems like there's no shortage of shade getting thrown uh, back and forth between uh, Microsoft and Sony uh, regarding this acquisition. I, I mean... There was a couple of things that were said last week uh, to the effect of the deal may close sometime in like Q3, Q4 this year. I don't see that happening, um, but I think it would be very interesting uh, when that does close, especially especially if it was to close like right around this time, like August, September. Um, that would give prime opportunity as a lot of people were kind of like dangling that carrot, so to speak. Um that like Modern Warfare 2, the new uh, remake of Modern Warfare 2 was going to be going exclusively to Game Pass and, and Xbox. It wasn't going to be coming out on any of the other service, which, again, I don't see happening um, because, you know, there's money to be made on all platforms. So uh, and that's kind of what Xbox is trying to push right now is just reaching the consumer wherever they are. So. Regardless, I think we're going to get the opportunity to check out these games and, and see what's up. And don't forget that Activision Blizzard makes up way more than just Call of Duty. There's a lot of great titles under their belt. Um, you know, before we, we dip off of this one, Mark, is there a, a particular franchise or something by Activision Blizzard that you'd like to see uh, come back? Um, I mean, they have... I mean, another Crash Bandicoot wouldn't wouldn't hurt. <laughs> uh, love me, love me some Crash. Um, I mean, there we are. Announced the Overwatch, Overwatch, jeez, Overwatch uh, two. Um, that's a hit or miss, really. Yeah, um, I think we talked about that. I mean, you always got the Candy Crush, the uh, <laughs> old Candy Crush, you know. <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, Spyro. I think the problem they have such, I guess, nostalgic games to me because they were big on the Sony end or uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Two. So like I was, you know, that's all the games I played back then it was mostly Activision. Um, so you know, the, the little kid in me, 
you know, always wants the, uh, you know, those remakes or the sequels to come out and stuff like that. So, see what they got. <laughs> All right. I got you. I, I'm going to throw mine out there. I want to see another prototype. Um, I thought that game, you know, the first one was uh, an interesting foray. The second one, they kind of fine-tuned some some game characteristics. It, and it was funny because that one came out, if I recall, it came out like about the same time as Infamous did on uh, on PS3. So it, it was kind of like either or. You, you, if you were on PlayStation, I mean, you had opportunity because Prototype was available on, you know, it's a multi-platform game. So you could choose between Prototype or Infamous or maybe even both. Uh, whereas obviously like on Xbox or any non PlayStation platform, uh, you at least still have prototypes. So I thought that one was kind of cool. You get to be like this, um, mutated human with all these different abilities and you have this, you can make like a giant scythe arm, uh, and just start capping off tanks and stuff. It was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. (laughs) That's the kind of open world, like craziness, um, Similar to, but not exactly like I, uh, Saints Row that I would have liked. Yeah, I think I remember back when gaming magazines were uh, a thing. Well, I guess I, some of them are still, but I think I did get either a demo of that in this form back then. I say back then, I feel so old now. But uh, but yeah, that game, I remember playing that for a little bit, and it was pretty interesting as far as like, you kind of play this bad guy in like this you know, Spider-Man open world kind of thing, with like the arm, like you said, the tanks and all that trying to murder you. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool to see, see a little uh, something new for that. Yeah, I made the mistake um, probably a couple of months ago at this point, but I made the mistake of trying to go back through and like do some achievement hunting in that game on, on Xbox, you know, hence achievement hunting. Um, and it was like, look for, look for the orbs or something like that, a la Crackdown. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It took me getting through like maybe a dozen to go, okay, this is an absolute time sink because it would, instead of like, you know, Crackdown, at least they have like a sound and it's it kind of you know, illuminates so you can see it very clearly and whatnot uh, in, in Prototype. And I'm going like down the rabbit hole right now. But in Prototype, it was just like this little light that you could almost barely see. And it would be like down next to a trash can or something like catty corner, 45 degrees off, like tucked between these buildings. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like you literally had to look up a guide to find where that stuff is, because unless you were literally like running back and forth across that entire city uh, at all different elevations, you're never going to find all those things. So, you know, may- maybe they can take a note out of crackdown or, or something else. If they were to go ahead and make another, uh, another prototype game, but uh, that said, I think we're, we're covered on beating up everything about Microsoft. Um, we also had some news that came out in the form of a Nintendo Direct, specifically for Splatoon 3. Uh, Mark, you said you caught some of this. I caught some. I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one with Splatoon 3? Is this something that uh, you, the infamous Nintendo guy, is going to go ahead and buy day one? Um, I've been trying to not buy day one stuff recently <laughs> I'm trying really hard actually not the pre-order um, I know it's a little off topic but uh, the new Pokemon so 
Uh, I gotta hit that button, but uh, <laughs> uh, but as far as Splatoon, uh, it does look good. Um, I had fun with one and two, of course. Uh, they they got those new amiibos coming out with the game. You're familiar with those, right? Little figures that interact with the game. Uh, but the new, they ended, I didn't get to finish the whole uh, direct as well, but I did catch. Uh, they added a bunch of uh, game types, which is always good for you know a big multiplayer game like this. Um, pretty much, like I said, I, I won't buy day one. Uh, I know someone, a close friend of mine, that probably will. So maybe I'll hop on his for a little bit and see how it is. But. Uh, uh, it's something I'll eventually pick up, maybe holiday or something. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you know, if that's uh, not completely up your alley, Nintendo quietly also went ahead and announced uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet. <laughs> so uh, I took a look at this one, um, you know, a short trailer, but basically uh, it, it seems kind of like Mario Party meets Kirby, um, albeit a little simplistic, but... Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's not coming out. I can't remember. I want to say it was like $30 or something like that. Um, so it's not coming out at a full $60 price point. So it's something. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah, $15. There you go. Um, even better. So I honestly, I probably might pick that one up. Um, I'm a Kirby fan. Even if it's like eh, a little a little kiddish, um, you know, I could see the wife and I going ahead and playing that. Uh, maybe eventually when the world is a, a more wholesome place and we don't have to worry about monkey and giraffe and all <laughs> kind of pox, uh, we could go ahead and have some people over and play some, some co-op stuff, you know, some, some party game stuff. But uh, yeah, Nintendo's, I, I was real surprised that they like kind of quietly put that one out without saying anything, you know, is that something that you would be interested in? It's yeah, that, that's something per price point I'll pick up earlier. Uh, you said close to Mario Party. It's kind of more towards like the it has Mario Party aspects, but we'll say it's probably closer to the Fall Guys games or game, I should say. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with that. If, yeah, but uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, it's something fun. <laughs> you know, like you said, to get a couple people together and you know actually get to enjoy. Uh, you know, in-person gaming for once. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that one works out. Um, and so that that kind of brings us into uh, our last, what's, what's I guess we could say section, news piece, whatever. Um, so uh, to look back, we haven't really talked about it that much, but there have been, uh, surprise, surprise, a couple more game delays that have come out uh, over the past few weeks, uh, maybe a month or so. Uh, so Stalker 2, Hearts of Chernobyl, uh, has gone ahead and gotten delayed. Uh, it was initially delayed until December this year. Now it's delayed until first half of 2023. Um, let's see. Um, we had a couple others. Uh, I mean, um, oh gosh, what's the one that was coming out on, or Forspoken? That was coming out on PlayStation. That was supposed to be out this month, I want to say. Initially, it was like February, and then it got pushed to August, and now it's pushed into sometime in 2023. Oh, there it is right there. Uh, excuse me. It was delayed till October, not August. 
um, and now is pushed out supposedly to January 24th, 2023. Um, the, on the Nintendo side, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 got pushed out to some time uh, later on. Uh, infamously, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, just, you know, the working title, that one got delayed uh, into spring of 2023. So there's a lot of, the next Witcher title is somewhere in, in supposedly uh the end or excuse me the next gen version of witcher 3 is delayed till the end of this year there's a lot of different titles that are getting pushed over here into 2023 redfall and and starfield being some of the most infamous uh as we saw shortly after the the summer game stuff so the bottom line here mark i think you know we kind of at least i went ahead and i moved what i what was my goal post of 2022 being the best year of gaming um based on all the stuff that was coming out. I still think it's been a good year. I don't necessarily think it's been a stellar year, but uh, taking a look at all these game delays and all these things that we're now expecting next year, and for our viewers and listeners, um, you know, we're referencing IGN. IGN has a, a, a big old list that they are keeping track of for this. Um, are you excited for, for 2023, Mark? Or I feel like, you know, being the family man that you are, you are intimidated as hell because there's going to be way too many things you're going to want to play and not enough time <laughs> or money to do it. Right. The um, I feel like it's almost every other year it's like a like a, a year off and then the next year it's, it's heavy. Um, I'm not. I think we touched base on this in a previous episode, probably I don't know, a dozen episodes ago. Like, I'm not surprised on the delays it's something that we're used to as gamers um i think it's more heavily on the developer end these days because of how criticized the users are um so i appreciate them trying to put out a quality product and taking their time and fixing what needs to be fixed before actual release um, I appreciate it on my end because that's the last thing I want to do is boot up a game and it'd be crap. Um, especially Breath of the Wild 2. Take as much time as you want. Uh, <laughs> that game uh, will take up most of my time. Uh, but yeah, it's something that we're just used to. Um, but yes, it sucks that most of them will be probably in the same month. I'm guessing springtime for a majority. I think that was it this year that springtime was heavy and then it kind of fell off in the summer. I'll have to look back. Yeah, it was the, a, the game uh, it was radar, like but February. It was like February. You had Elden Ring and you had Horizon Forbidden West. Um, you had something else come out that time. Oh, Sifu. Like it was just like, yeah, like February and March were just slammed. And then, of course, whenever. The co-op Halo comes out. Um, yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that, but uh, that's just gonna have delay after delay. But uh, you know, what's what's Halo? <laughs> what is Halo? Uh, well, yep, yeah, definitely hear you there. We'll we'll see. Uh, as you as you said very poignantly, I think it's spot on. Like this is some stuff that we've gotten used to as gamers. Um, Maybe it's a little more pronounced in the past year or two uh, than we've seen in the past. 
maybe some games we wish would have got delayed more. <coughs> Cyberpunk. Um, so there's some prime examples on things uh, that you know we want to sit back for and get the best experience of. Uh, but something you won't have to sit back any longer for is release radar. So uh, since we uh, did not have an episode last week, we're going to cover uh, in real quick fashion the stuff that has come out since the beginning of the month to now. We got uh, Before We Leave on Switch, August 2nd, South of the Circle on PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, August 3rd. Hindsight, Switch, PC, and iOS, August 4th. Turbo Golf Racing on Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, PC, August 4th. Recipe for Disaster on PC, August 5th. Two Point Campus. PlayStation 5 for Xbox Series and Xbox One consoles, Switch and PC, August 9th. Lost in Play on Switch and PC, August 10th. Cult of the Lamb on PS5 for Xbox Series uh, and Switch and PC. That came out, uh, what is that, yesterday, the 11th. Rumbleverse on PS5 for Xbox Series X, uh, X and S, you know, so the series consoles. Xbox One and PC August 11th, and uh, Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man on PC today, August 12th. Uh, expectations going forward, uh, you got Multiversus on uh, PS5 for Xbox Series, Xbox One and PC August 15th. Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince on Switch and PC August 16th. Rollerdrome on PS5 for and PC August 16th. Kirby's Dream Buffet, we talked about previously in the show, coming out on Switch August 17th. Cursed, Cursed to Golf? Yeah, Cursed to Golf, uh, PS5 for Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC August 18th. RPG Time, The Legend of Right on Switch August 18th. And Thymesia, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC August 18th. We Are OFK, Matt's favorite new upcoming game. Uh, on PS5, 4, Switch, and PC, August 18th. Uh, and last but not least, the infamous Madden NFL 23, uh, PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox Series console, Xbox One, and PC on August 19th. Holy cow. That's such a mouthful when you cover the last <laughs> week and a half and project out. So, uh, Mark, the man uh, of a million games, are you going to add and uh, make a million and one here? Anything that... Uh, Suits your fancy. I know yeah. of at least one title. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did download Turbo Golf Racing. Haven't played it. Um, Cult of a Lamb, of course, that is in my queue. Um, I haven't played. I heard a lot of things about Multiverse, the pre-release, or I guess whatever they call it, the beta. Um, so yeah, I might beta. dabble in that a little bit. Um, Spider-Man, hearing really good things about that on PC, so that is on my queue as well. Uh, we talked about Dream Buffet, so I'm going to get that. Um, I haven't had a Madden game in a while, so I may dabble in that. We'll see. Um, and then, of course, Saints Row. I'm sure we're all going to get that, even though I haven't played one in forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a good it's it's a good month for gaming um, as far as releases. 
I don't know. I think maybe next month might be a good month as well. Uh, I feel like the summer was kind of bleh, but uh, they're they're making up for it in the fall. Yeah, the summer. I I would agree. The summer did kind of drag on a little bit, um, but. Like you said, we're we're getting some packed stuff here in the fall. So uh, I like, I think I saw some stuff before on South of the Circle. Um, and it seems like kind of a nice little story base. Um, I'm trying to think like like Child of Light. It, it, it reminds me of like Child of Light, the Ubisoft game, uh, when we're talking about like the art style and how the story may play out. Um, so I probably will find a way to check that out um two-point campus i've never played a two-point game before um but you never know like it it has intrigued me at times and the fact that it's sega like i like sega games i've liked sega games for a long long time so i may go ahead and and dip into them uh for once i think there actually is some some two-point game on game pass right now um just coincidence i don't know if there's anything on the playstation plus service uh cult of the lamb dude it's the um go ahead i was gonna say it's the uh two-point campus is the newest one on there and then the two-point hospital which i've played it's actually i've only played maybe like an hour or two but it's actually pretty fun yeah okay cool yeah kind of sim like but uh it's got us twerks Okay, I might have to check it out. Um, yeah, you you went ahead and you recommended it, and it got me hooked. The more I see about it, the more I want to play Cult of the Lamb, dude. I don't know what it is, if it's because it's Digital Devolver or something, but, like, yeah, that, that junk looks hilarious and uh, emotion-evoking at times, and so I'll definitely be interested for that one. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man on PC you know, not having uh, a PS, well, you do have a PS4, I think, right? But not having a PS5, uh, I would 100% recommend dipping into uh, Marvel Spider-Man on PC. Um, I, dude, I, I already, I have Marvel Spider-Man for PS4. I went ahead and I bought uh, the remaster uh, for PS5 along with Miles Morales. I might damn well go ahead and buy this one on PC just because I love that game so much. Um, it's a really great game. I'm, I'm terrified when Marvel Spider-Man 2 comes out uh, next year. Uh, last but not least, yeah, I mean, Kirby's Dream Buffet, like I said, it, it's something that kind of piques my interest a bit. Um, Madden, I'm steering clear of until I go ahead and I see reviews um because they have just not done well the past couple of years it's still a point where i think ea just needs to get bought by microsoft and microsoft can make it a 20 dollar uh you know add-on patch whatever every year hell just go ahead and just just have them keep churning out full title games and just put it straight into game pass like i yeah i've been burned enough by madden in the past that i i dropped off of that a long time ago but you know to each their own um so that about wraps it up. You know, screw Matt. He's not here. He can't tell us what he's looking forward to. So I'm just going to insist that he's looking forward to We Are OFK. Uh, so with that being said, bringing us to a close here, Mark Snipe90, the man of a million kills. Uh, why don't you tell us what you've been doing, what you've been playing, where can the people find you? Uh, of course, you can find me here on the Fridays every week. 
uh, you know, unless something comes up. Uh, we're always happy to, uh, you know, bring some enjoyable content to the uh, viewers slash listeners. Uh, once again, we appreciate all of you. Uh, of course, drop some comments. We like to hear from you. Uh, we currently playing on my end. Uh, well, maybe after this, uh, maybe some Spider-Man. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Not too much other going on. Um, not too didn't do too much last week. Um, kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, as, as you could say. Um, with some some sicknesses, but uh, you know, get back into it. Um, uh, got a couple hours here. We'll see what I can get into. Um, uh, but once again, thanks for uh joining us. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely stay away from those. Uh, those ocelot pox or, or whatever is coming up next. Um, again, yours truly known as I saw all things gaming and social media. So uh, likewise, however, I, I kind of fell off the wagon as well. Um, had some family stuff going on. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, was not doing much gaming at all, except for maybe like five, 10 minute bursts here and there, uh, which mainly has been kind of my, my go-to uh, slay the spire. And that was, you know, me just driven to try and get uh, a couple more achievements or trophies or what have you, because you know I got I got the game on both uh, Xbox and and PlayStation right now. I swear that's probably going to be our first interview. It, it'll it'll pain me to do it in a way, but that'll probably be our first interview. Is calling up uh, Megacrit and seeing if those devs want to come on here and, and talk to us. So we'll see. If you guys want. And you want them to, you know, finally come talk to us about the infamous 2018 game, uh, you know, Slay the Spire. I want to say it was 2018. Um, then go ahead, drop a like, subscribe, leave a comment, and let us know that you want that. Or let us know who uh, in the games industry you want us to interview. And we will go ahead and try to uh, put out that good energy into the world. Let's see if it comes back in the form of uh, a little interview segment. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for episode 55 of Gaming's Greatest Generation. And, uh, you know, you guys are are very important to us. So remember, Gaming's Greatest Generation is the one you guys are a part of. Thanks for listening to the Gaming's Greatest Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. If you have any feedback for the show or would like to contribute ideas, feel free to call 702-690-9292 or email us at gamingsgreatestgeneration at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord community by following the link in the show notes. See you next time.